You are listening to episode number 353 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegas at gmail.com. You can always tell when Tony's a little bit lit up to podcast because he puts on this librarian voice. <laughs> you can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Would you rather live in a cave or live in a treehouse? Treehouse. Really? Oh. Yeah. There's there's bugs and stuff and spiders that crawl along (laughs) the bottom of caves. See, I was thinking the cave would be warmer. No, not usually. Actually, of times I, get I, cold. I think I'm more inclined to agree with Mark, but I was going, God, this is amazing how totally different Mark and I are. Because I thought to myself, well, the nice part about living in a cave is it's probably pretty cool in the summertime. It is going to be cooler. <laughs> it's going to be a lot cooler. I mean, it's it's probably better shelter from whatever's going on, but right. it's always going to be cooler. Unless it's like a cave in, but I mean, in a, a volcanic is mountain. It's going to be really, like, that's going to be impacted by the weather, like, every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I, I can't do a cave. I can't. No. Besides, it's dark all the time. I don't do well yeah. when I don't see sunlight. No, you have to have you. a fire all the time. Well, then nothing says, Karen, that you can't leave the cave. Yeah. You got to go out and hunt saber tooth It's not like, so. like things are currently where, where it's a pandemic and we're stuck inside. <laughs> I just, I'd also don't want to sleep on the ground. I, I need, I would rather be up in a treehouse. The treehouse is going to have walls. I mean, it's not like you're just going to be, you know, out there in a, a like a platform on a tree. But I mean, there man, you go. When, it, when it's, uh, when it rains or whatever, oh, it's, it's rocking well, that it depends tree. on how high it is up in the tree and how sturdy it's built. Really? I'm, I'm not changing Karen, my mind. <laughs> if, if we're talking Swiss family Robinson, yeah. well, then I definitely want a treehouse. That's yeah. what I was thinking. But I guess I need to know what level of glamping am I right now? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. All of these are going to have to be some form of glamping. Otherwise, it's not going to happen, period. I would find a way out of that lifestyle. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Well, listen, why don't we start the show? He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The original sand sign stood 56 feet in the air, the tallest on the strip at the time. The recognizable S was over 35 feet on its own. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. Hmm. Foreshadow. So, Mark, help me understand, buddy. Is it 
56 feet, like was the top, was the tip top of the sand sign 56 at the 56 height marker? Correct. And then and the then S I, itself is 30, was 35 feet. So am I miss... Well, 50, maybe I miss... Um, 35 is less than 56. 56 What's that? 35 is less than 56. No, 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 no. You're, you're, I, I got that. I got that. But I guess my point is, is 56 feet in the air, is that... Is that that high, all things considered? Well, no, it's not all. It's ten and a half stories. I mean, it was tall, but I mean, stories are generally ten feet, so it's about ten okay. and a half stories. Okay. Or f- no, 50, no, five and a half feet. stories. Five stories. Five and a half stories. All right. Hmm. You know what? I, frankly, I'll 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 send it back to. Uh, gosh, who was our buddy? That was it. Oh, I'm forgetting his name now, and that's embarrassing because Paul Paul H. I think on Twitter asked us if we'd rather go back in time or go forward in the future. Mm-hmm. And again, Paul, I would say, assuming it was you that asked this question, uh, that I would go want to go back in time because now I want to see what 56 <laughs> feet of the sand sign. I mean, I want to see it in general, but now I really want to know how what exactly is 56 feet? I guess my point is, is, are, is, it, is that one of the things that puts in perspective the hotels weren't that the hotel rooms weren't that great back in the 50s and 60s when the sands was around right a lot of them were motels and that kind of stuff right and so 56 feet we'd look at it in today's you know by today's standards and go meh well if you think about it if it was a motel hotel they might have only been like two to three stories tall so if the sign is five and a half stories it's gonna be almost twice as tall as the building itself it's all relative yeah all right fair enough does that help it does help okay you're welcome you know what else helps? Bourbon. <laughs> Let's move into Twit Pick of the Week. Sexy. It's the best word I can think to describe this picture of Fremont at night some 40 years ago and a few months before the skyline was introduced to Vegas Vicky in 1980. The color, the energy, the magic are all captured in this picture of a time long past. At Summa Corp once again uses photography to transport one back. Was it a better time? That's up for debate. What isn't debatable is this picture is sexy. Karen, I've got a few thoughts, so I want you to jump in first, please. I, I don't know that I have a ton. I mean, I love the old the pictures of old Fremont um, with all of the, the neon signs kind of crowded in and on each other. And we've talked about before, before the canopy was there. So you can, you know, they're up against the dark sky. And I mean, it's a, it's a really cool picture. So I am quickly trying to uh, scan through my Twitter retweets because what I have taken to is I have been retweeting people who are saying how much better downtown Las Vegas looks without the canopy. Uh, our buddy Adam at travel fanboy, as well as Thunderbunk 702 just within the last uh, two, one day, 24 hours, at least from when we're recording both tweeted out entirely different pictures but both of them have individually said with their own respective picture that again, to be clear is different from one another They're They essentially have the same statement, which is it's amazing how cool downtown Las Vegas or Fremont street looks without the canopy. And that's, those are two people just in the last 24 hours. I think I retweeted someone else and I, and I can't find it. So it's neither here nor there who also pointed out how great uh, with a picture, how great, Fremont Street looked without the canopy. And I'm going to go ahead and take credit for it. I, I totally don't deserve <laughs> it, but I'm going to take credit for it. I've started the ball rolling toward the canopy being removed. 
and now people are 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 seeing the value of what I am saying, and they are jumping onto my bandwagon. <laughs> it's never it's never coming down. Yeah, at least not it, not not anytime soon. Not with the renovation they just did. It's not coming down anytime soon. All right. Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media. I mean, I, I, I don't have anything else to say other than it's, it's a gorgeous picture. And I get exactly, Mark, why you would pick that to be the winner. It's such a cool, beautiful. No one's no one's disappointed. We're not. We're not. Yeah, we're not disagreeing <laughs> with you. It is a cool, beautiful picture. <laughs> as always, we'll link to it on. Uh, yay, bourbon. Uh, we'll link the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr. Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Did he say liquor? <laughs> it sounded like he said <laughs> <Probably>. liquor. <laughs> liquor, I hardly know her. Let's get into the news. All right, this is fun. First of all, we've got some 360 Vegas Vacation 10 Updates. Yes, 360 Vegas Vacation 10 is June 20th through the 22nd. Thank you to the person who pointed that out that I forgot to mention it when we discussed it. <laughs> the actual dates. Last week's, <laughs> last week's show. Uh, anyway, RSVP is available now for Patreon subscribers. The Patreon pregame is already sold out, and we are halfway sold out on the 360 Vegas cocktails already. Uh, one new update to the 360 family, family meet and greet is now it will also feature Jake Galen of the Guest List Podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, I recommend it. He's, I'll tell you what, he's done with that in such a very short amount of time. He basically, if you haven't listened, interviews people that live in Las Vegas. And it's anywhere from, I mean, he's had Jonathan Jossel on there. He's got small business owners. He's got artists. He's got, I mean, you name it, all kinds of folks. It's just, it's a fun listen if you like to know what day-to-day life is more like in in vegas right if you're just looking for interesting stories about people that happen to live in vegas and he's he's an actual true native he was born and raised here he went to school here he still lives here i mean he's he's a true and so he already is like a needle in a haystack because you don't find many people that are actually (laughs) born here um, which he is and that kind of feeds into his passion for the city and why he started it so yeah it's a it's a it's a cool show for those folks that are on the fence, I get it. Uh, if you think you m- have a better than Ezra likelihood of making it to Vegas Vacation 10, I, I would go ahead and say uh, book your spot at the uh, 360 Vegas Cocktails event. I, I, I know I gushed last week about how excited I am. I've also had this week then to kind of work through a little bit more. I'm even more so excited this week than I even am from last week's podcast, you're not going to regret this. I, I got to see something cool that Mark had a chance to order up and this, just, it only adds to it. It only adds to this event. This is, this is something that you're not, not going to want to miss. Mm-hmm. Some sad news going from one extreme to the other. Uh, Sheldon Adelson died. After a prolonged battle with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it was announced this week that Sheldon Adelson, CEO of Las Vegas Sands died at age 87. It's unclear at this time how this will impact the potential sale of the Venetian Palazzo and Sands Convention Center. Adelson originally purchased the Sands and imploded it on November 26, 1996 to make way for the $1.5 billion Venetian, which opened in 1999. The resort expanded in 2007 to include the Palazzo, making the combination of the two properties one of the largest hotel casinos in the world. 
In 2004, the company moved to China with the opening of Sands Macau. And in 2007, they expanded in China again with the Venetian Macau opening. Asian expansion has become the company's primary focus, which is why the interest in selling their biggest properties became an option post-COVID impact. Sheldon is survived by his wife, six children, and 11 grandchildren. He will forever be credited as the man who turned Vegas into the convention capital. All right, prediction time. Is this going to prevent the sale? Is it going to have any impact on it? No, it's not going to prevent it, I don't think. No. No. I mean, he was clear that that was what he wanted to do, and I don't think that there's anybody within the Sands organization that disagreed that with disagreed with him, him wanting to do that yeah right. so i don't i don't see it as so do you think let's let's say they they're they're actively shopping do you think that this means that they'll continue to like let's say nobody's out there making a bid and they're still waiting well there's not much they can do i mean they, they'll still wait or they'll negotiate for a lower price or they'll just hang on to it i mean I, they, they can't be doing well with not having a convention space because it was such a huge... I mean, not having... They've got the space, but not having conventions here because it was right. such a huge part of their business. I mean, hell, my company was there every year. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think they've got a, a number in mind, but they may be willing to negotiate depending on how bad they want to get out from under having all of that unused space. Hmm. I, I, I can't... No, I, I agree. I don't think anything is going to change. Okay. I mean, because think about it. At this point in time, these someone like Steve Wynn, who got ousted, someone like Sheldon Adelson, who passes away. I mean, these these corporations are bigger than the individual, so right. they'll they'll be fine. They'll, they're gonna they'll be fine. But you know, I really I, so it's funny because as folks may remember from last week's podcast, I made the comment of here's hoping people aren't rooting for this guy's death and sure as shit, leave it to Twitter <laughs> the day he died. I'm seeing posts like, well, now I can go and, and visit the Venetian now. Now I'll actually step foot. And I, you know, and it was really cool to see people post and be like, you know, nobody got laid off during COVID. I yeah. mean, well, let me rephrase. Nobody didn't get their income during right. the four months that Venetian was shut down. Right. People right. are just horrible and I, God, I just I fucking hate Twitter if it weren't for the fact that all of our friends are on Twitter <laughs> right. I'd be gone tomorrow yeah. well and you can I mean there there are people that are very strongly dislike his political views and he was obviously a very staunch Republican and donated huge money to a lot of those causes which you know folks some folks don't like or appreciate but when you look at what he's done for the city of Las Vegas and to your exact point Tony the fact that he paid everybody and their insurance I mean, nobody went without a paycheck that worked for him, which which is just and and the restaurant em- employees. So not even just the hotel casino employees, but the restaurants inside. He paid them too. So I mean, a guy that does that is is pretty stand up. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Next up, oh, I'm gonna tune out for a few minutes. NBA in Las Vegas. Don't refill that that bourbon glass just yet. We we need you to hang on a little bit longer. It's being reported that the NBA is looking to expand its league by two teams. The two cities expected to win those franchises are Seattle and Las Vegas. It will cost an estimated 2.5 billion per team. But Vegas previously reported this. However, sources with ESPN confirmed this week. We, we, we require two sources. <laughs> <laughs> Trust but verify. That's right. <laughs> Potentially setting, setting himself up to be the owner of that NBA team, it was reported this week that Raiders owner Mark Davis purchased the Las Vegas WNBA team from MGM Resorts. Financial details of the sale were not disclosed. 
Another theory is MGM sold the WNBA franchise to put them in a better situation to be the owners of the new NBA team. I, I know Tony doesn't have an opinion on this. I I don't know that I have much of one either, except, uh, you know, you, bring... you think they'll get it? Considering how the Knights have worked out and now that the Raiders are here, right. I, I think there's a pretty good chance. What I think is crazy is they're talking about building a separate arena for an NBA team. Yeah, that would be so. That would be insane. Well, there's that whole group that's trying to build one. The all-net arena people. Yeah, they're, they're trying to build one. But I'm like, you already have T-Mobile and it's right there. Right. Um, so I, I don't know why you'd build yet another but, um, I don't know of any other market that had two arenas that supported. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, doesn't make any the sense. The hockey team always shares with the uh, with the basketball team. They Yeah, they always do. Yeah. I, and, the, and the thought of Al Davis owning, th- or Al Davis, geez, that was a slow of the tongue. Mark Davis owning all three seems like a stretch. I mean, I don't know how much, obviously they didn't disclose how much you bought the NBA team for, but... You know, they're talking about a two and a half billion dollar price tag on mm-hmm. on he'd have to have partners or somebody I would think to go in with them. And given he doesn't have that kind of money, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, my, I can't believe he does. But, you know, the flip side of that is I don't believe MGM would go in because they were looking at selling off properties before. And, you know, given some of the investments that they've done recently that haven't paid off and they, unless they're going to take the money that they were going to focus on Japan, because everybody seems to be backing off from that and say, well, let's buy an NBA team. That could be, but I don't, I don't know. I think it would have to be a group of investors coming in at that price. Come back, Tony. Cool. (laughs) And finally, CES 2021. In an attempt to reinforce how much the city loves the $300 million impact CES generates each year, 27 Vegas casinos on the Strip and Fremont Street banded together to promote on their respective marquees various versions of the sentiment, we miss you CES and we can't wait for you to come back in 2020, hint, hint. <laughs> CES 2021 was all digital due to COVID and it would, be the, it would have been the first convention in the new convention center. CES responded with confirmation that they will return to Vegas, but future shows will most likely be a hybrid of live and virtual. So, and that that doesn't surprise me. I think in general, people are are figuring out how much more they can do virtual that they didn't think they could. But I think the flip side of that is there's something about a lot of this new technology that people want to actually see and touch. Mm. And so although they're doing, you know, they're making a great job, I think, of making CES work virtually this year. I think there's a lot of folks that are going to be like, oh, no, if I can if I can be there live and well, see whatever I, I, this I new thing is. I think there's a whole lot of value to being able to go there and touch it with guidance. Like, this is brand new cutting edge stuff. Like, you, you don't necessarily know how it's going to work. You know, you need somebody there to show you well, yeah. how it works. But, I mean, to be the first, you, know, you could say I was the first to see this or I was the first to play with this. I mean, right. there's a lot of people that are, are super into that. So I right. can I can see them coming back. But I'd I, love to go to one just to... Just to to look around. Oh, we'll have to see if we know anybody that might be able to get you a day pass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, a whole lot to contribute. The one thing I might simply say is I concur with your sentiment that people want to be there in person. They want to see it, touch it, feel it, experience it, you know, firsthand. But you're right. There's a lot of value in saying, okay, I may not necessarily have the vacation time or the money, whatever the case might be to get there. So if you can sell a 
again, let's just say a day pass for a quarter of the price and you experience it at home, it's more money then that comes in, but it encourages folks to still come back and be here in Vegas. Let's not stop doing CES the way we know it. Let's just find an additional way to make even more money because you're bringing in your money that you wouldn't have gotten because the people can't afford again, the flight or the, the, the vacation time. But the people that are that have the the ability to be there in person, they're they're going to be there. It's still Vegas at the end right. of the day. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for news. We'll move on to prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Oh, another sad one. God, way to give Tony all the sad things. Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy fame. He died this week at the age of 81 from pancreatic cancer. His partner, Roy, passed away nine months ago due to complications from COVID. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's, it's sad that we lost somebody that was such a, you know what I liken it to? It's going to be, uh, unfortunately, whenever that day comes, when um, the Dunkashane guy dies, which Wayne would Newton. be a lot. Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah, it'd be way more poignant <laughs> if I can remember his name. <laughs> well, but... We'll be sad when you're dead too, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they really did a lot to change what the shows. I know I'm bummed. We never were. got to see him. I know. So it, it's you know they were definitely icons, and they he, I mean they both still had a big presence here in Vegas. You still saw them out and around and involved in the community and stuff. So. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen to their mansion. I don't know. That sucker's massive. Yeah. I'm sure they. Oh God, I hope they had a will. I'm tired of hearing about all these people <laughs> dying that didn't have wills. <laughs> is a guy who spent probably 50% of his private practice time doing estate planning. It just, it, it warms the cockles of my grinchy heart. Every time I hear you put a plug in for somebody getting their will or trust. <laughs> you, know, you know, the sad thing, Tony, yeah, the sad thing is we don't have, have one. one. <laughs> Okay, now my wife and I. <laughs> okay, well, I don't feel so bad because you're the lawyer that did it. Right. It's like the plumber who's got the leaky pipes in his own home. So, well, and, and here's, a, here's a side story with that. So I was talking with a friend of mine, and this will be real quick. Um, his wife got a random letter in the mail from a law office in California that said, hey, you're related to so-and-so who's passed, and she didn't have a will, so we're seeking out all these potential heirs. And so apparently this woman had never married. She didn't have kids, but she owned a winery. And once she died and she didn't have a will, her estate went to probate. And so then they started looking for everyone who could be potential heirs. And these are nieces and nephews. And if like the parents are dead, they go to the children. They had identified over a hundred potential heirs from her estate. And they had to go through this whole process of tracking people down and finding all this stuff. And just hearing all that, you're like, Jesus Christ. And this is just one random woman. I mean, this isn't like, you know. Tony Shea or something. Right, right. Crazy. Okay. This week, it was officially confirmed that the Virgin Hotel reopening planned for January 15th, the day of this recording, would not happen. When that new date will be is yet to be determined. I feel like Virgin's, like, this is going to fail. Like, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I don't think it's... But, I I mean, unless unless they do something like Hard Rock did where they create something ultra cool that you need to at least visit, I just... I just don't see it right now is, is the difference. I mean, Palms can't even pull people to it, and it's viewable from the strip. I don't know. I think that if I have one thing that I am taking away from COVID, and, and, and trust me, to be clear, there's a lot of things I'm taking away from COVID, but one of the things that I'm taking away from COVID is my appreciation for 
things that are off strip that I love. I love Red Rock. I've, I, I'm, it, it's up there on my priority to do list. <laughs> I had a great time at Palms. I wish I would have stayed there and given it more love. Uh, I had a great time, quite frankly, at, at Hard Rock, and and it's my goal to to give uh, the this new Virgin Hotel Casino some love. Um, no, I always get never mind. Uh, so my thought is, <laughs> yay bourbon. Long story short, and I swear I've got one uh, point to this is to say, I'm not going to take for granted the places that I really love and enjoy in Las Vegas. I'm going to support them more, and that's mm. part and parcel why you and I and my wife and got to all do these things, uh, you know, on Fremont Street because I would be heartbroken if we missed out on a place like Eureka now that I've had the opportunity to try it out. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some phenomenal spots, some, but the problem is then the list gets too long. And if you're, it's one thing if you live here because you can space out when you go visit things, but if you're coming to visit and you only have so much time, how do you choose? Right. One of the things that I said to my wife on our uh, lift ride back to the airport was the coolest part about Las Vegas is you will all, if you're doing Vegas correctly, if you, if you do Vegas right, you're always going to have a continuing, a rolling to-do list. And I'm so glad we're talking about this right now because I, I, I wanted to highlight this. I always have a list of things I want to do when I'm in Las Vegas. And I usually complete some percentage, almost rarely 100%, some 50%, 20%, 70% on really good trips. But if you're do if you know how to Vegas properly, there are always things that should be added to your to-do list. I got the chance to do this and that and the other one, but I didn't do these things. Cool. That now gets elevated to the top of the list, and now I'm going to start adding these additional things that are new to Las Vegas onto this to-do list. It should always be a rolling to-do list in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Allegiant Airlines announced a new nonstop route between Las Vegas and Wyoming, specifically Jackson Hole, starting June 4th. It fascinates me what goes into expanding new routes. Like, is demand that high, or is there, <laughs> is there some other reason that you're expanding to that well, area? Jackson, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole is another uh, a big vacation spot. It's different oh, than Vegas. It? Yeah, they. I mean, supposedly it's all kinds of beautiful wildlife in the summer, and then you can go skiing there in the winter. Okay. From what I understand, okay. never been, but I've heard a lot of people say that the skiing there is phenomenal. So skiing at Jackson Hole, okay. <laughs> Mark's adding that to the to-do list. We can cross another state off our list. <laughs> hey, listen, when you well, let's let's just side note, <laughs> you guys ever want to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, particularly in the non-winter <laughs> months? No. You let us know. Not very because likely. <laughs> no, that's why you guys would go. As yeah, that's aspect. exactly why we would go. Yeah. Damn, fine. <laughs> All right. Next why? up. Why? What were you trying to weasel your way into? Oh, well, I mean, just simply to say, my wife and I are interested in, listen, we need an excuse to go to Wyoming. Nobody, yeah. no offense. No offense that's good skiing. People <laughs> that's why. Nobody ever says, well, I can't wait to get out to Jackson Hole. <laughs> Some people do. You'd be surprised. Right? I, I would love to see um, Old Faithful, for example. Oh, okay. But but I but I need I need an ex I, I need like a reason. I need an excuse to go there. I need my friends Mark and Karen to say gotcha. we're gonna go out there. We're gonna stay at a dude ranch. You know, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh, oh no. No, that's not. <laughs> no I, way. I'm just going back to the episode of Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's 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 a great episode. It's like it's like um I think it's the season finale of season two, maybe, or the opening of season three. It's just it's a lot of fun. There's some really fun jokes, and I foresee me making all sorts of jokes, uh, Modern Family jokes, if the three of us are out there, like calling my wife a little filly, and be like, I'm gonna ride that filly. Oh, Don't be in the Lord. horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bourbon, keep going. See, just sometimes you just gotta let me go, girl. <laughs> UFC and it's like oh my god I'm like snots listen, listen if she ever clinches on your leg best thing to do is just let her go <laughs> Jesus UFC, they will no longer punish fighters for marijuana use UFC is based in Vegas <laughs> I, I just felt it was important to clarify why I put that on there <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm like oh I think this is how Mark intended it to be read yes <laughs> Starting Monday, Encore Resort will become a COVID vaccination center. It's estimated to be able to vaccinate hundreds a day. Now, how many hundreds? Because 200 versus 900 is a big number, a big difference in numbers. I don't know. I got hundreds. Okay. That's, that's what I got All for right. you. Just curious. <laughs> and Eater Vegas reports that Emerald's New Orleans Fish House in MGM Grand is now offering a daily four-course tasting menu for $75. Wine pairings are also available starting at $30 a person. I've never been a huge fan of his, but I may have to go check it out. Yeah. Oh, also, if I can go back to the last um, thing about the, the vaccination center, I thought it very interesting last week that uh, Sisolak mentioned that uh, hospitality employees are going to be moved towards the front of the line for vaccinations, hmm. knowing that, um, you know, the hospitality industry is so huge and impactful to the economy. So it's still, right. you know, um, healthcare workers, those that are in you know, elderly and that, and then it's going to be the, the hospitality workers afterwards, which I thought was pretty cool. Hmm. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. First off, we've got a 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored Wicked Spoon and El Cortez Barbershop. Let's talk about our first-hand experiences. And so the Wicked Spoon was Karen and I. We ended up going out with Donnie Adams, a.k.a. drinking in the NW, uh, and his <laughs> lovely wife. I love his wife. She's great. Um, but we ended up going with them. This is the buffet at Cosmopolitan, which as of last weekend is now closed until further notice. Yeah. And we hadn't um, we hadn't been there since they reopened with a new format. Right. And we were kind of kicking around. We mentioned it. And then they reached out and like, hey, we're going to be there. You want to come with us? We're like, okay, well, there's a good excuse to go down. So what did you think? I, well, I, first off, I thought the food was fine. The food was still as good as I remember it being. Yeah. Um, the one difference I noted is you could tell that some things had been sitting out under a heat lamp for a while. So like uh, one of the things I got was the jalapeno grits because I love grits, but it had like this film on top of it where it, you could tell it had been sitting for a while. So you had to kind of stir it up to get in there. But um, mm -hmm. no, the food, everything that I had tasted delicious. Oh, except the one chicken wing that I, I stole off your plate. It was so super fatty. I couldn't eat it. Right. But other than that, no, the food was good. What did you think of the uh, what they had to do what, for the COVID protocol? We'll call it. So yeah, it's weird because they had you know like the what do they call those? I, I'm gonna call it a barricade. It's not a barricade. Yeah. It's those stretchy line things that they use to make you you know weave through the the 
cues, um, but they have those all around all of the stations. And there's a buffet employee between the the actual buffet and you, you know, in inside that queuing line, and you have to ask them for whatever, and then they hand it to you. Right. Mm. And, and it mm. just it's weird because weird. a couple times you were standing there and there's like a no. Kid. There's nobody like, around. Well, it's right there. I, can I know. It's like, it. it's right there. It's right can there. I please reach over and just grab this? And you're just sort of standing there and you're trying to catch the eye of, and at one point there were, you know, two of the buffet employees were talking to each other kind of at the other end of the buffet from where I was standing waiting to get something. And I'm just kind of like, hello, hello, down here. Um, so I would say it discouraged me from trying more things. Just because you didn't want to have to wait for it. Right. Because it was, it was an awkward situation to ask for, for, yeah, let me get that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they were they were trying to make. Thing. I think they were trying to make the best of the situation. I agree. Um, but obviously, they ran into some challenges, which is why they're now closed, you know, indefinitely. Right. And obviously, it was the same thing with Win because their buffet opened for a while too, and then decided mm, no. So I, I think it's it's just it's an issue of the twenty five percent capacity. It's the issue of the protocols that they have to follow for you know food safety and not having people sneeze all over the food and everything else. So it's, <laughs> you know, I'm glad we, we went and ate there. Yeah. Cause you know, we haven't been there in, in a while. So, it, and it was good to see how it all worked out, but yeah. I'm not surprised that they shut it down. Yeah. I agreed. I guess I, I, I do have a clarification question. So nine, to the best of my recollection, 90% of everything that wicked spoon offered came in its own individualized. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Item. Yep. Number one, are they still doing that? And number two, even though they're doing it in their own individualized container, you still have to wait and ask for it to be handed to you? Yes. Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Wow. And so even, it was funny, like even um, if you want crab legs, so they they have the crab leg station and they just do up a plate with crab legs and butter and they just hand you a plate. Like you you don't go pick it up, you can't. Right. But no, they still have the small portions, which is one of the things I always loved about you know, Wicked Spoon, they already have everything kind of pre-portioned out in right. these tiny little grab things, you yeah, know. I so agree. you don't have people scooping in, like, the grits in a whole vat of grits right. to get their stuff. You just grab the one, which I always liked. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it's it's still the same, but you still have to wait. Yep. All right. That's why I was saying it makes you feel like you're a little kid because you're like, it's right there. I can just, I can just grab it. I can see <laughs> it. I can just grab right. it. Can I please? Can I have some? <laughs> I don't know. Guys, guys. <laughs> All right, so Tony, why and don't you tell us about the the Speakeasy Barbershop at El Cortez? This was super cool. If I had if I had one thing, my first thing I want to take away is make sure you have a friend who isn't expecting you to be exactly on time. <laughs> <laughs> we were ready to send in a search party. Like, the fuck? I, Did he I, fall asleep? His estimate was was way yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely was. So my buddy Mark said, okay, well, cool. You're going to go do this shave thing. We're like, uh, you know, how long is that going to be? And I'm like, you know, like, like, like 30 minutes, I don't know, maybe 45 hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Hour and a half later. In the meantime, we're texting him after like the point of like an hour. We're kind of like, hey, where know. are you? And he's not answering this text. He hasn't looked at any of them. But yeah, hour and a half so, later. We literally were ready to send Jen upstairs and have her knock on the door and say, can you please send my husband out? Okay. Yeah, right. You this is Barber right? Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we were getting concerned, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate. I, listen, I appreciate your, 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 your concern for me because I. So let me back up. Let me, let me tell you what's going on here. While I was in Las Vegas, 
over the Christmas holiday, I had a wonderful opportunity to check out the El Cortez Speakeasy Barbershop. It's on their second floor. Uh, you go up the steps right near the craps table. They've got a they've got a security guard that stands there to make sure that if you're going if you're going to go up those stairs because there are hotel rooms like you're literally passing hotel room doors to get to the speakeasy barbershop. So you either have to show your your room key to the to the to the security guard or you got to tell them that you've got an appointment or you want to make an appointment with the speakeasy uh, barbershop. So my wife and I, we're, we're Elko, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting at the, and, and I got to tell you, I think maybe gang, and I'm going slightly off tangent. I think maybe one of the most favorite parts of my entire trip or, or, or my wife and my favorite trip, because we've talked about this a handful of times was being with you two at that gorgeous, beautiful wooden bar at Elcor, Elco just playing video poker. <laughs> so Aww. if folks aren't familiar with Elco, you are not giving uh, El Cortez the opportunity it deserves. Neither here nor there. We were there. We'd been playing some video poker. We were kind of walking around in it. And, and there, they have signs around the casino for get a straight razor shave. And I thought, you know, with uh, Art of Shaving, what I thought being closed down because of COVID, this would be a cool opportunity. So I popped upstairs uh, on a, let's just say it was Sunday for argument's sake. I don't remember the exact time uh, day, but it's irrelevant. I popped upstairs. The guy said, listen, we are totally booked for today. I can get you in the earliest is tomorrow at 2 PM. And I'm, I'm super impressed that they're that busy. I accept it. I take the 2 PM time. So uh, I go in at 2 PM there was a fellow by the name of Rod. He was the guy, the barber that ended up giving me my my straight razor shave. Uh, what I ended up getting was something called the Speakeasy Shave. It is 43 minutes. Oh, excuse me, it's $43. The website says it's going to be 45 minutes to take this, this Speakeasy Shave. As poor Mark and Karen know firsthand, this is a, <laughs> for, at least for me, it was a 90-minute shave. Which and it was shocks me. I've had was, I've had facials that go an hour. If they went any longer than that, I'd be like, "Oh God, stop touching me!" <laughs> no, this was this was outstanding. So they start off, and I'm not going to go through it step by step. I'm 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 taking 90 minutes. I'm going to wrap it into about 90 seconds of description. But effectively, what happened was uh, they wash your face, then they they scrub your face to, to try to ex- exfoliate it. Um, they do a mask to try to open up the the pores, and then they do the actual shave itself. And it was just, it was awesome. Like they used, and, and I've done it before at Art of Shaving. And I guess part of the reason why I'm, I'm, I keep going back to the Art of Shaving is that's my experience. Like that's my, um, that's my baseline. Your that's benchmark. all I know. I've only yeah. ever done straight shaves at Art of Shaving. And so I thought, well, listen, they're not, they're not open right now because of COVID, but this uh, speakeasy barbershop is. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and try it. Well, what I did not know but I subsequently came to learn from this fellow by the name of Rod is he came from uh, Art of Shaving and he's only there now because of the fact that Art of Shaving has permanently closed all of their stores. And I couldn't be more disappointed. Wow. They had one down at um, Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. They had one at the Caesar Forum shops and they had one at the Venetian uh, Grand Bazaar shops. And I, it's always been so just, just a nice relaxing time. Um, so the fact that he came from there and he brought, and I don't mean this derogatorily, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. The fact that he's bringing art of shaving knowledge and technique and experience to El Cortez, because Mark, 
you you ribbed me and appropriately so about what sort of shave am I going to get <laughs> right. at El Cortez and am <laughs> right. I going to come back, you know, with all these uh, little pieces of toilet paper fixed to my face <laughs> right. where I was nicked and cut and whatnot. <clears throat> One of the things that when I got into the chair, Rod said was, Tony, my philosophy is shut up and shave. <laughs> I'm. If you need me to explain it, he said, I will always tell you what I'm about to do, but I'm going to say it in about one sentence. It's going to take me about two seconds to tell you what I'm going to do, but I just want you to always be aware and comfortable and, and know what's happening. I don't want you to ever be worried or, or take it, you know, be un- um, unaware of what's going on. The reason why that to me, and I complimented on him on that shut up and shave philosophy was because Last Christmas, when I was at Art of Shaving at the um, uh, forum shops at Caesars, the woman, and I'm not going to say her name, but he knew exactly, he actually called me. He goes, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. Her name was fill in the blank. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. It was, he goes, she's a nice woman, but we got lots of complaints about her inability to shut up <laughs> so the guy could enjoy the shave. I love that he just knew um, exactly who you were talking about. He, knew exa- he goes, he goes, did you get that shave at, at the forum shops? And I had to pause for a second. <laughs> number one, to think to myself, where did I get it? And number two, do I want to own up to it? Because what if this is his wife, right? And I said, yeah, you're right. Uh, it was, that was, her. now that I recall, that was her. He goes, she's, she's a really nice woman. She really is. And she knows a lot and she just wants to share it. But you're right. She just won't shut up. And, and the only reason he proffered that to me was because when I got out of the chair after, you know, 90 minutes, I said to him, I want you to know how much I appreciate that you said to me, your philosophy is shut up and shave. Can I tell you about what happened the last time I got a straight razor shave? It happened to have been an artist shaving. <laughs> and that's when, and that's you know, when he shared knew. this with me. Yeah. Um, on their website, they say they're only open Tuesdays through Sundays, but I don't think that's correct because I think, and you guys might be able to help me out a little bit. I think I got my shave on Monday. Do you remember what day you guys were like, where the hell did Tony go? That was uh, Monday. Was yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. I Cause I came too. down and I left work early to come down and meet you guys. And Mark spent the day with you at the uh, mom museum. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very, so it was Monday. Then, so even though their website says they're open Tuesdays through su- Sundays, closed on Monday, that, that is not true. Uh, one thing you need to know about Rod. <laughs> I don't know. If my buddy Rod is uh, is just pocketing the money and telling the speakeasy barbershop to go fuck themselves. But he's told me when I pulled out my credit card, he goes, no, no, sorry, buddy. I'm cash only because I only work two days a week. So I, you know, I, I paid him in cash. And then so so let me finish that thought, which is to say, make sure if you're going to book with Rod now, to be clear, they've got. Uh, at least three guys there into to the best of my understanding, the way Rod explained it, I think they all came from art of shaving. So if they came from art of shaving, uh, shaving, um, I, I guarantee you, you will have zero problems. You're not going to have to worry about nicks and cuts or worse yet razor burn. I've had some really shitty non art of shaving straight razor, uh, shaves where the, where my neck just felt and looked like it was on fucking fire. So these guys seem to be great. Rod is cash only. So uh, uh, Ben McGovern, he may not be reporting all his money to the IRS, but I don't know that to be true. <laughs> and um, we, we don't want to start any rumors. So absolutely. Exactly right. But here's the deal. It's $43. Now, 
here that even for forty five minutes, forty three dollars less than a, a dollar a minute is is good. I mean, that's yeah, a really good price. Sure. But it, the fact that you got ninety. That's yeah, insane. Because one of the things that he did is he did what's called a neck cleanup. Now, guys, you can appreciate that. That that area below, you know, right where you have the bottom of your neckline cut, and then they and then usually your barber will 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 shave that that portion underneath it. He did the exact same thing. That's not a part of the speakeasy shave. So he just he went above and beyond the fact that it was only forty three dollars in in my head. I, I vaguely remember um, Art of Shavings, uh, the equivalent being somewhere right around the seventy seventy five dollar marker. The fact that it's fifty percent off, tip them well. I gave them the forty three dollars in cash for the for the actual charge, and then I peeled off another twenty dollar bill. So I gave them almost a fifty percent tip because not only did he go well beyond the forty five minute according to the website shave he was just great i mean my neck felt outstanding the next 24 36 hours after one point at dinner he reaches over and grabs his wife's hand and rubs the back of it against his cheek and we're all looking at him like the hell are you doing and he's like no he told me you have to rub the back of the hand because it's softer i'm like okay Whatever. <laughs> just want, it's, it's hand to God, listeners. My face felt it was so smooth; it was like a baby's butt. I mean, it was just it was it was just a wonderful experience. The last thing I'm going to say is walk-ins are accepted, but good luck with that. Like I said, when I walked in, uh, they didn't have anything available until approximately. 28, 29, 30 hours later from the day I was walking in. So they were at least able to get me in the next day. But where I walked in early, relatively early in the morning, they couldn't get me in until the next day, mid-afternoon. So um, I'm not saying you have to go with Rod, but I can tell you, because he was the guy that shaved me, I would only ever uh, ask and, and work around whatever Rod's schedule is. If he only works two days a week, you figure out which of those two <laughs> days you will f- shoehorn it into your calendar. I'm, I, I guarantee you for $43 plus a very, very generous tip. I, I, I challenge you gentlemen, truly reach out to me on Twitter as much as I hate it. Reach out to me and let me know. Is there anything more, you know, like, cause that's, as you make a point, Karen, what else is there for really guys to get to do? You know, well, women have op- other different opportunities. There are some guys that are down with the massage and the facials and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's different though. That's not a what is a blowout or whatever the hell that hair thing. Oh, is Oh yeah. yeah, it's right? called a blowout. Blowout. <laughs> yeah. So just a lot of fun. So anyway, I, I've belabored this point, but I thank you for letting me uh, talk about this. This is something I, I think if you're staying downtown, you you owe it to yourself, gentlemen, to to, to treat yourself. Another to, little yourself, hidden gem at El Cortez. Yourself. It really is. It really is, especially at that price. Right. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got some listener feedback. Uh, Karen, why don't you share with us the email that we got from our buddy, uh, Josh Rodriguez. All right. Josh writes, Hey guys, I believe a few episodes ago, Tony mentioned being a very loyal Caesars patron slash shill. Just kidding. He says it every episode and mentioned that there were other podcasts that went in depth more on the difference in rewards programs. Well, I did a few Google searches and haven't ever really been able to come up with anything recent on the subject. So I was wondering if you guys could talk about your experiences with the various rewards programs. I've been fairly, fairly loyal to, and I haven't had anything to drink yet and I still can't talk. I've been very fairly loyal and life person the past few years. And I've always wondered how the other side lives. 
I definitely agree with Tony on staying where you like to play, though. This past trip, we stayed at Caesar's Palace, and I'd say maybe 10% of my play was actually there. We spent way more time at Planet Hollywood and Cromwell gambling and kind of wished we had stayed there instead. This was during the week, so PH wouldn't have been an option. I'm still waiting for my updated CR offers from my last trip, but right now a mostly comp stay at the Aria with a little free play and resort credit looks to be in the cards for my wife and I's anniversary in March. Been a listener for a few near years now and love your insights and stories that always get me excited for my next trip. Josh, who is at Cherry Drank on Twitter. Well, thank you, Josh. Yes, thank you, Josh. That was awesome. Tony, I got to defer to you on this because you're, you're far more into the... Uh, I basically well, got we, into the rewards programs for the comp rooms. Once I got that, I really didn't and, pay attention to the rest. And to be fair, we don't gamble enough really to qualify for much of anything. No. We got both the, the M-Life cards, yeah. and the now Caesars Rewards credit cards. Right. And with that, you get a certain tier status and you get certain offers that come in. So, you know, Tony, I think you, you more earn your comps the traditional way. So we'll let you run with this one. I, I, have, I have five bullet points here. I will do my best to try to be succinct. <laughs> uh, number one, Josh, uh, in my opinion, Boyd Be Connected is not as connected as they want to let you believe. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you, and I, I, I know you're kidding. I know you're just ribbing me. I know the reason why it sounds like I'm a Caesars shill is merely because, um, when I gamble in Vegas or New Orleans or Atlantic city or, or hell, even, you know, what used to be my beloved, uh, horseshoe Southern Indiana, by the way, I do want to give a quick shout out to great friend of the show, Aaron DeGroff. He and I had a really nice, uh, Twitter, DM conversation about our how sad we are at what Caesar's Southern Indiana has become. But that's neither here nor there. Part of the reason, Josh, why I'm such a quote unquote shill for Caesars is because when I do my gambling at any of these particular locations, it reflects when I go to the Total Rewards website and want to stay comped. And I've said this on the podcast before, and I will say it again. My poor wife, I love the, I love my wife for so many reasons, but one of which is the fact that she tolerates the fact that she can only, she's only allowed to go on vacation in cities that have Caesars casinos because <laughs> then we can stay for free. But oh, all joking aside, when you look at all of the places that Caesars has hotels, you you're you are you are nary for want of places to get to go vacation right you can vacation in denver and st louis and you know all of these really wonderful spots <clears throat> so that's why I'm, I'm such a big fan boyd b connected doesn't have the same level i don't get the offers that i believe i should be getting at uh main street station and the california based on my gambling play at the blue chip casino in Michigan City, Indiana. They just, the Boyd B. Con, uh, B Connected system isn't set up to say, be, and, and, and I've had this before, and, I, and I've had this because of Vegas Vacation. I had a woman, oh, let me tell you, let Tony get on his soapbox for a hot second. <laughs> I had a casino host at Main Street Station. I called up and said, I'm looking to try to get comped this one random night. And, and guys, it was probably a Sunday night because that's where most of the Vegas vacation right. trip starts downtown. Down there. Yeah. And I said to her, listen, I'm getting a shit ton of comped hotel offers regardless of day. 
at Blue Chip, I'd like to get a comped offer at Main Street Station. And she said, well, I don't see that you've got very much play here. And I said, okay, but are you able to pull up the play that I give the Blue Chip Casino? Because that's where I, that's my nearest home Boyd connected casino. Can you, can you look at that play? And she pulled him and she goes, and she literally went, oh, yes, sir. We can accommodate your fucking Sunday night request, right? Like I'm begging <laughs> for a room. It's Sunday night at Main Street Station. So, so unless you call and tell them and ask them to look, they don't even know. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, wow, because those, their, their system is not set to accept your, your gameplay across the board like Caesars does. Um, for whatever reason, unfortunately, my win and, and Derek Stevens owned casinos are just dog shit. Like I got pretty terrible offers um, at the D and then Golden Gate comes online, meaning, you know, they purchased it and, and, and worked it into their, their their players club. And all of a sudden I got literally zero D hotel room offers and nothing but Golden, Golden Gate. Gate offers. Hmm. Now. I got to be fair to Derek Stevens own casinos. I burned them for almost all uh, Vegas vacations, right? Like I would come into town. I would (laughs) sleep for free at a Golden Gate room, give them effectively zero play. So I've earned the fact that I've kind of, you know, that I'm that they don't love me like they should. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully based on, you know, the time and money. I'll tell you what, this is super fun for listeners. uh, By the way, your win loss statements at the Derek, uh, Derek Stevens own casinos are now available. I pulled up my 2020 win loss statement Uh and they go back to I, I don't remember exactly 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. I didn't go back that far to look, but I can tell you this, listeners, I I lost more in this one Christmas trip than I did 19, 18, 17, 16 combined. Wow. That happens, right? That happens though when you're actually staying and you want to focus your play. So that would be my, 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 my comment to you, Josh, is focus your play on where you want to get your comp. So if you want to get in, and frankly, now's the time to do it. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I don't, probably I, it is. saddens me for Vegas, uh, residents for, for, for Vegas, uh, casino hospitality employees to be hurting right now. I really do, but it is what it is. Their losses are gain. You're getting some re you should be hopefully Josh getting some outstanding offers right now. Take advantage of those opportunities and get on their radar. Truly concentrate your play. If you, I'm making this up on the fly, but if you check in on a Monday and, and you check out on a, on a Thursday, maybe only, you know, t- play around, play around to other casinos that aren't where you're staying at on, on, on the day you check in and the day you check out. But on the days that you are truly in that, like you're checked into that hotel for 24 hours, play exclusively on your player's card at that casino, that owned casino, because most uh, players clubs, they rate you based, your offers are based on a three month, a six month, a 12 month, an 18 month, a 24 month and a 36 month time frame. So much like your um, much like your your FICO score, much like your credit score, <laughs> the things you do matter a lot and that will stay with you and that all plays into your quote unquote credit score, your 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 comp offers with that place. Listen, 
I have screwed over the Derek Stevens owned casinos time after time after time with, with, with staying in their hotel room for free and not giving them really any play. That hurts me when they go back and they look at what my overall comp ability is worth. Now, did I do a really, really great job with a great play in December? Hell's bells, yes. Should I see an uptick in my uh, offers? Absolutely. But you know what they're doing, Josh? They're going to average it out. So they're going to say, yeah, Tony did. Tony gave us a ton of his money in December 2020. But look at all of these other past instances where Tony stayed with us and he screwed us over and gave us zero. That's still gonna, they're still going to average that shit out. So that's my point. Always concentrate your play at wherever you're staying. Play hard, play on your card, but only play on those places on the days that you you don't check in. And the reason why you, I am saying don't play on the days that you check in and the days that you check out is because you're only going to get partial um, gambling. So they're going to say you only, and, I, and again, I'm making these numbers up on the fly, but let's just say you, you run through a video poker machine two grand. That may sound like a lot of money, but it's realistically not when you're playing at quarters and it's a buck 25 a hand. It may look like you're playing a lot with $2,000 a day on the day you check in and the day you check out. But if you're running 10 grand through on the days that you are there, you're you're diminishing the overall average by including that 2,000 Those partial by the days. bookends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So th that's my advice. That's my advice, Josh. Really. And that's a reason why I get the offers that I get from Caesars. I'm only a fanboy of Caesars because they just heap offers <laughs> on me. So it's it's hard for me to want to give my play to win. I tried. God knows my wife and I tried over Labor Day. We gave some serious money and some serious video time play, like, video poker play. Like, like I'm talking 16 hour days on Oof. the days we were there. Yikes. And our offers have gone down. So, <laughs> so just. Yeah. So just and listen, the other thing I think is is you've got to find the, the one who brought you. Yeah, and you've got to find the rewards program that works best for you. I mean, right, right. we between like for us between Total Rewards and and M Life, I still call it Total Rewards. It, having the credit cards, we get nothing from M Life for using the card, like literally nothing. Free parking. Okay, but not, but we earn credits towards dining and stuff at at Caesars by oh, using right, their credit card. Right, of course, yes. Now, granted, I can't go in and, and do it because Mark's the primary on the card holder and I'm just the secondary, so they won't let me redeem shit, which is kind of annoying. But yeah. um, we at least earn something from using that. And the other thing, too, is where you like to play because I've never had, rarely have I had luck at any MGM property with the exception of Luxor. So for me, that's not where I tend to gamble. It's usually one of the Caesars properties. Right. So. You just have to figure out which one works for you and stick with it, yep. to Tony's point. Cool. Well, then I guess that's probably going to do it then. Episode, hmm. Let me try that again, guys. <laughs> Yay, Maker's Mark. That's going to do it for episode number 353. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, t-shirt, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some uh, feedback, written or audio, be like our buddy Josh. Give us uh, give us something to, 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 to riff off from. That's kind of fun. You can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? 
I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Bye.